Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. This is your host Sri Ayer. Today at a slightly different time from normal times, I have Elmer Yuen joining us. Elmer, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Hello, how are you? How are you friends? Uh, I'm doing very well, Elmer. And uh, the last time we had a hangout two weeks ago, I was in India and we had a great hangout. And today promises to be just as good as we are going to talk about viewers. We're going to talk about a few things. But first, may I request you to like this video. Elmer brings us invaluable knowledge and wisdom of his having experienced how life is in Hong Kong and in China. And we are going to listen to some very fascinating developments that are happening in that part of the world. So Elmer, first, I, I want to talk about three different things, Elmer, if it's your permission. And we have a tight uh, schedule today, so I'm not sure we'll be able to open the floor for questions because I'd like to touch upon all these three things in some extent, to, to some depth. First off, let's talk about the plenary session, Emperor Xi coronation. Is this as simple as that or does, uh, you know, it, can he be dethroned, number one? Number two is what is happening inside China in terms of we had a power crisis. Coal was not uh, was in short supply because they cut it off from Australia. What is happening there? And the third thing is the uh, the upcoming situation vis-a-vis -vis Taiwan. Uh, you, you think that there could be some developments that as, as China is beginning to, uh, you know, seem to be getting ready to, to go to war, whether it is China against Taiwan or India, we'll have to wait and see. But definitely there is a mindset of that happening. Plus, in the, in the first part, we can also draw parallels between Xi Jinping and Biden and how they are ruining their respective parties. So over to you, Elmer. Take it from here. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm in London and I'm trying to um, host a rally, uh, maybe first quarter next year for for uh, Mike Pompeo and Mao Zhu here, because uh, Hong Kong is, uh, London is probably the most concentrated uh, Hong Kong population. Uh, recently, we have over 100,000 people have moved out of Hong Kong, actually ran away from Hong Kong and settled here. Uh, I think uh, within two years, there'll be a million people coming here. So it's uh, really, I mean, we're like refugees, even though they have the uh, second class British passport, it's called the uh, British National Overseas. And you know, the, you know the British ways. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All are equal, <laughs> many, but some are many, more many equal. classes. Some are more equal, some are less equal, and, and we happen to be the less equal. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I'm here to uh, mainly to talk about the sovereignty of Hong Kong. That's going to be issue because according to United Nations Charter, sovereignty belongs to the people. I mean, belong to the people does not belong to the uh, another country does not belong to the like like uh, i mean remember the brexit i mean the uh, the brexit is a sovereignty issue it uh, the sovereignty of uk does not belong to U european union does not belong to the queen and has not is not represented by the parliament nor the prime minister it's, it has to be a referendum meaning people it has the sovereign people are sovereign that's the bottom line in the United Nations. So who are the sovereign, which uh, Hong Kong sovereign belong to whom? So of course, according to the United Nations Charter, not those treaty after treaty, those were just, uh, they're playing games. But the, the spirit of the charter is 
people are sovereign. So it should belong to the people of Hong Kong. Uh, sovereign of Hong Kong belong to the people of Hong Kong, and uh, and uh, um, uh, especially those before 1997, before the handover. So I'm going to remind the British, the entire UK, that they've given away, they've traded away Hong Kong sovereignty to the communists. A oldest uh, democratic country uh, have traded a free people, a group of free people, to the most uh, tyrannical uh, country in the world, uh, communist China. So that's why I'm here to host a rally, uh, and I've invited uh, Mike Pompeo and his uh, 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 his Asian strategist, uh, Miles Yu, to join. So, uh, uh, sorry, I've been a little, uh, uh, spending a little time on that. But it's important. Uh, the British no has worries. to be reminded, to yeah. be remi the British have to be reminded, uh, even though they claim to be the oldest uh, democracy in the world, or, or, or constitutional democracy in the world, yet uh, they've given away a group of free people, millions of free people, to the, to the communists. And that's not forgivable. And without referendum, without referendum, that is the issue. All the uh, British uh, colony were given away, and uh, they were all all referendum were held, all right, uh, except Hong Kong, and uh, they given away to protect all the British interests in Hong Kong, which is huge, of course, and uh, and that should be uh, should be re-examined, and should be uh, the sovereignty should return to Hong Kong people. And we should have the right to have a referendum and decide our destiny. So, so that's why I'm here. But anyway, going back, uh, as you know, these few days, uh, China is holding the sixth plenary, and uh, the Communist Party is holding the sixth plenary in Beijing, and it's very serious because uh, Xi Jinping uh, wants to be uh, uh, wants to have a, wants to be basically uh, China normally limit to two terms, but he wants to go on. Uh, for, for however long he wants, it's a it's a big problem because uh, as as we all know, I mean, the communism itself is already a authoritarian uh, regime, and plus somebody who can go on forever. It's very similar to Mao, right? The uh, founder, basically founder of the People's Republic of China, and during his uh, reign. Uh, from 49 to 76, I think, uh, more, than, uh, more than 80 million people died of unnatural death, unnatural death. People always ask me, say, uh, try, try to make, force me to compare China with India. All right, oh, how advanced China is. They have a highway, uh, high-speed train, this and that, and India is still uh, not catching up. I told them in India, very few people died of a natural death, but under the communist rule, 80 million people died of a natural death. You know all these things happening. I don't need to go into the history. It's all in the in the in the everybody knows, but people tend to forget. So uh, that's a, a huge problem. And now he wants to have a lifetime. He wants to have a lifetime reign, like like a Mao Zedong, and that's a very serious problem. In China, everybody's against it. So what did he do? He threatened everybody, all right? Say, to expose their corruption. Every communist official is a corrupted official. There's no, you cannot find one that's not corrupted. So easily they can look into his, uh, his 
bank account and his surgery, and they got all kind of dirt. And they hold it. They hold it until the right moment. So just before the sixth plenary, he exposed quite a few, and then to keep him quiet, so they would vote for him. So they would not object to his、uh, continuation being in the part. Go ahead. Sorry.、Uh, one quick question: How clean or corrupt is Xi Jinping himself? Uh, to if you are the most powerful person, the whole China belongs to you. You don't need to be corrupted. You don't need to steal. You don't steal from your own house if the house is yours. I mean, that's the bottom line. His、uh, her his sister and brother-in-law took a little bit. It's no big deal. It's、uh, it's I would say average. All right. His、uh, his sisters and brother-in-law are average corruption, but he is not corrupted. All right. He is looking to have the whole thing. The whole pie, <laughs> no need to share with anybody. <laughs> so seriously, this is the this is so so. I mean, like、uh, Stalin is not corrupted, Mao is not corrupted,、uh, Hitler is not corrupted, right? I mean, look at all these do、uh, these tyrants. I mean, they don't need to because they have everything. <laughs> Nothing does not belong to them. So no need to be no no need to steal if you own the thing. So、uh, he's not. And、uh, and these are the most dangerous people. The corrupted people would like to keep all the opportunity open, but he basically wiped out the.、Uh, he is in the process of wiping out the entire capitalist or、uh, capitalist class in China. And next would be Hong Kong. And if he's successful in Taiwan, that would be the target. This is one bell, one row, all the way, <laughs> all the way to Europe and Africa. So that's what his objective is basically to to have communism, all over one belt one road. He has a problem even with Putin. Putin has been talking lately that、uh, no, he doesn't want communism. Basically, he knows China is to is、uh, is funding the Russian Communist Party,、uh, the old party. All right, and he、uh, Putin got them all arrested, and China has been stealing this technology of this、uh, cruising. Orbiting、uh, missiles from Russia, and、uh, he also arrests those scientists too. So there's pumping. There will be conflict all over, but he wants to, and he doesn't give a damn about the economy of Hong Kong, of Hong Kong or China. The economy that you see, everything, the stock market is in, has gone to hell. Uh, uh, people's asset, personal asset, seventy percent of people's asset is in their property. And、uh, right now, the property has already gone down thirty, forty percent in price. He's he's go he's just go ahead and revert China into a uh, very uh,、um, communistic uh, uh, society. That's what he's doing right now. Now,、um, so let's draw some parallels here. So Xi Jinping essentially is undoing everything that Deng Xiaoping did, and we touched upon this in one of our previous episodes where you said、yes. that when Mao died, China was basically bankrupt,、mm -hmm. and they had to bring it out of that. And Deng Xiaoping had a very、uh, sane, stable strategy that was in 1970s or so, and that、mm -hmm. continued up until I guess 2000, whenever. Now it is now again going back to Chairman Mao's philosophy.、Uh, so. In in a way, Democrats are all talking about climate change, climate change, climate change. And today, the news is they are going to turn off the spigot from one of the biggest fuel lines coming from Western Canada, five hundred thousand barrels a day.、Uh, mm -hmm. Yesterday, I put gas in my、uh, SUV Elmer, five dollars and nine cents a gallon.
And that's the first time I've ever in my life, I've ever paid more than $5 per gallon of gasoline. And this is the cheapest of the unleaded. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So, and it's going to go up more because US is essentially, uh, you know, uh, sticking it to itself, saying that we are going to be the four uh, champions of uh, climate change. Now, just draw some parallels. Both these people are destroying their own parties. Biden, I don't even know if he knows that because <laughs> it's somebody else pulling the strings behind. At least with Xi, we know that she is the guy who's doing it. Why do you think these two are doing what they're doing? I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm fully supportive of them staying in power because they are really going to ruin their parties. I mean, uh, she is going to ruin the Communist Party uh, until it totally uh, break up. Uh, and uh, and uh, same with uh, same with uh, um, uh, Biden. Biden. I mean, he's ruining the democratic uh, chance of the of the midterm and also the presidential. I, I mean, look at Virginia. I mean, I know this guy. Uh, I met this guy Youngkin when he was first started. I joined the first meeting when he when he ran for the when he ran for the governor, and uh, I mean, basically, the guy didn't do anything, so he's okay now. Yeah. So, so viewers, uh, Youngkin is a new governor of Virginia from the Republican Party. Please continue, Elmer. Oh, sorry. And and uh, Youngkin, Virginia used to be because of so many civil servants working for the government, for the federal government. So it has to be. It's two to one. Two Democrat against one Republican for the whole state. And for that, for Youngkin to win as a Republican governor, it's very, very difficult. So mean the, meaning the tie has change, changed has turned drastically. And this is happening all over the United States. The border crisis, the, like you said, the gasoline, and then everything, nothing is right. <laughs> Cannot even say one thing Biden's done is worth uh, praising. Not, not even one thing. And the exact mirror is in China, Xi Jinping. Not one thing he's done is good for the people or good for the economy. So we have two, we have two big shots, really, big, two biggest country in the world trying to step, step themselves. And that's all I can say. And uh, I, we, we, I, I wish them the best because I want them to not only change of uh, the head of a party, or change of president, I, I like to see that whole nonsense, the radical left idea, both in the United States and China, go away. That's, it's good for us. Change, just changing the leader is not, not good enough because sometime later there will be a Li Jinping, there will be another Biden. So, but we need to drastically do away with this radical left. So um, let's get on with a little bit more on the uh, elections because you kind of segued me into this question mm. and, and then we can go to the situation of coal and, and power in China. Now, uh, you touched upon this company called Solar Winds, where there was a big uh, bug that was surfaced right around the election time, I think after the elections, how that could have compromised a lot of things. However, there was a lot of noise. I mean, CNN shouting hoarse, even today, 
and even many other websites, unfortunately, keep thinking, keep saying that there was no rigging, no rigging, no rigging. Yet they cannot explain one anomaly, how dead people could have voted, how people who have not living in a particular locality could have voted. So there is this underlying software, the way I understand it, which is SolarWinds, which was practically in, I think, 60, 70% of all software done. Uh, so give, give our viewers a little bit of insights into SolarWind, who owned it, how it could have been a tool that could have manipulated the elections. I'm not going to say that it did, but I'm going to say it could. So please take it away, sir. So first of all, the uh, as we all know, the uh, the uh, vote counting machine is uh, the Dominion vote counting machine using the uh, using the software uh, Smartmatic. The operation actually is handled in uh, in Toronto, the head office, and uh, the all every machine can you can. There's a backdoor. I mean, how could that be? I mean, supposed to be no interference with these machines, and not only that, um, like uh, like Siri said, uh, sixty or seventy percent of U.S. big corporation using this uh, solar solar yeah. wind uh, yeah. software. Which is supposed to be a security software, but it's it's really uh, the the company was started in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong owns this whole company, Solar Wind. Uh, it's called the Silver Lake. And once it was exposed, then they tried to bury the ownership. And this Solar Wind is so powerful; it can change anything. That you know, it's like if it's like the policemen, <laughs> uh, they can change everything because they have right to go in and out of computers, right? They say protecting your uh, protect you from uh, security or cy uh, cyber attack. So they of course have everything. So this is why this is the main problem. Uh, my 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 friends in the uh, in the uh, technical or technology field say that there will be no win. I mean, there's no way another president or Republican president can win. In fact, what happened uh, this time in Virginia? I, I have my friends uh, in Virginia, and I live in Virginia, all right? Uh, I live in Rossi, Virginia. Right, right. They right. really watch like a hawk, and they were double counting. While the machine is counting, They their own tablet uh, is also counting. They have every name, every voter, all right? So basically, it, there is a manual, manual counting uh, together with a machine, a computer counting. So that's why they won. But New Jersey, they don't have it down to such uh, uh, such uh, supervision, or uh, while they vote and while they count or while they add. So as a result, uh, it's, they're still uh, complaining. Uh, it may change, who knows? But uh, they could have won. They could have won the uh, New Jersey as well. I believe so. It was a very very narrow win for the mm -hmm. uh, the New Jersey governor. I mean, it was razor thin, and and I think you you hit the nail on the head, Elmer. That the common person on the street now understands what the democratic game plan is, especially about allowing these illegals to come in. Now they are saying upwards of two million. Now the Biden administration wants to pay reparations. And, and the numbers that are being talked about is just mind boggling. This guy is going to bankrupt the country also. Anyway, so the, so the solar wind software. So if a company were to realize that this is the layer that is the cause of trouble, 
how hard do you think it is for them to take out that layer and put something else in its place which is just as good any idea not possible not possible it's so deep because remember uh, last year when they discovered it the yes. solar wind stuff they said it's so deep they nobody can take it out again it's so buried so deep and sometimes it wakes up sometimes it's for for asleep it's really uh, embedded into the entire system so let's the only way really the only way is to go back to manual counting that is the safest way and do away and do away with this uh, mail in by ballots that's where the problem is okay so um, let's move on to the next topic that we wanted to discuss in today's hangout so uh, i think a couple of sessions ago we talked about a power crisis in china because they stopped getting their coal mm -hmm. from australia the high grade coal and the equivalent in china is not as good it burns a lot more sulfur and the efficiency is less so we were talking about china having two day weeks and three day week how are things now have things improved because i read that they have done a deal with russia is that a good one for one substitution or how are things now now everybody talk about the australian coal that is really only the catalyst the main problem is Xi Jinping wanted to be the champion champion of uh, this uh, so-called uh, carbon carbon emission or, or, or um, environmental. He wants to be the champion. So he made the order to limit the uh, coal usage and the power output for each province. There was a direct order from him saying that you can only give so much power because he thought he was going to attend the uh, the meeting in Scotland and also in Italy, so it's a very uh, this is what what this that order is the main cause of the power stoppage, because people say okay the factory the power plant received the received his order and that's all they did finished and so is the coal output and so is the emission output he made a rule that you are limited to that it's all by one letter addressing to all the all the province and they take orders you know it's like communist country they follow the orders from the leader and that letter came from xi jinping so then the power outage is so serious i would say that uh, and especially it's winter i mean last few days china's temperature dropped more than 10 degrees centigrade in a matter of two three days that's how bad it is and how can you have not have power never mind the other thing heat is a pro problem and then and then so suddenly they want to switch back into and he 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 understood that right away that uh, it could be a setup by 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 uh, john Kerry and also by these uh, his rivals so immediately he reversed his decision he refused to attend those environmental meetings in uh, in scotland and also in italy and uh, he decided to go back to opening up those uh, uh, coal mines and import uh, coals from Mongolia and Russia. But it takes time. It takes time to ship things. And, uh, you know, the supply line is pretty balanced. And all of a sudden, you want people to ship a lot. It's not so easy. By the time they really return to the balance or return to sufficient coal and, uh, and power generation, the winter is over. So this has caused tremendous damage, not only to the people, but also to export. I think you're going to see huge drop of uh, export uh, from China in the last quarter, meaning last quarter of this year. 
and uh, and of course they lie. Don't even believe in their numbers. All right. Even Li Keqiang said, "You don't believe in GDPs in from China. You only believe the power consumption, how much power they consume, and how much railway transport. Those are those things. Figures do not lie. But the GDP, they lie. The population, they lie. The currency, uh, the 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 what you call the uh, exchange rate, they lie." Yeah, don't don't even discuss about it. whoever discussed them. He's wasting their time. So um, today, how many days is a work week now in say interior China? Three days a week, four days a week. Depends on area. Really, it depends on how much power they have. It's no point because first of all, they have to uh, keep power to the people. Otherwise, people die of cold or something. You know these multi-story buildings. China is, you know, they build these huge high rises. Can you imagine without power, no elevator, you can't even get up and down, and no water. You need power to pump the water up, and your mobile phone cannot charge. Can you imagine what will happen? And no power, no light, and no heat. You have nothing. These are concrete. Uh, what do you call hell? Jungles, it's jungles. Yeah. Jung worse than jungle is hell. You know, without power, what is cement? These are cement hell. It's not livable. You can imagine that. I'm only mentioning the world. What about you know nothing? Gas, gas, uh, everything. Nothing works. So, it, so first they have to keep people alive, right? So that supply the livelihood, and but to the minimum, and then the last one is export. So export is in very big trouble. I think we're going to have see a sh shortage, Christmas shortage in U.S. So, so the, the that that's the other challenge, right? I mean, inflation is going to go up because fewer goods available, money chasing fewer goods immediately means uh, inflation. So, mm -hmm. he has managed to anoint himself the emperor. So he he twisted a few arms, but how long is people's patience going to hold up? If you deny them the basic amenities of life, how good a joy a life it is if you're on the thirty fourth floor? And you can't even dare to step down once. You have to manually walk up 34 floors. Impossible. So when do you think the people's resentment is going to overflow? Is that going to be like in the form of a, a civil war? What exactly do you think is happening in the um, average mind of the Chinese? Yeah, of course, you know, it's not a democratic country. You do yes. not expect people to overthrow its tyrants. So what happened? But people do have, I mean, they do have influence. To the party members they represent, and those those party members also they are unhappy with him because they used to make a lot of money in the past thirty years. Suddenly they get cut off, and they are very angry. So they are looking for opportunity that if he makes bigger mistake, then they try to push him out. This is I mean nobody can tell, but they are all looking for opportunity. I think that within the party he has less than ten percent support. And within the people now, with so many to have power outage, inflation, unemployment, all this happening, his popularity is sinking. I would say not that much different from Biden, thirty something percent. Seriously, and uh, and 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 all he need, all he need is a military conflict in Taiwan, which he promised. He promised all the uh, senior cadets in the Communist Party that he will take back Taiwan, one way or the other. All right. Either by hook or by, 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 by uh, he would do anything or by some unrestricted warfare. So he is doing go doing it anyway. This guy is very determined. Look at what he did to Hong Kong. 
Hong Kong extremely, extremely important to China in terms of uh, finance and economy. He did it anyway. And Hong Kong is sinking, all right? And they don't even allow the foreign, uh, we have a lot of foreigners in Hong Kong. I mean, all these whole foreign companies, banks. So if they leave Hong Kong, coming back, they need 21 days quarantine. So who's going to, to, to work in Hong Kong? They all like to leave. So money is really leaving Hong Kong. Hong Kong, rich people, all the money are leaving and the people will, will follow. So it's very, very serious. But this guy is determined. He will fight in Taiwan. Maybe, maybe not India. Because India, I mean, that, that land is very questionable. So, but Taiwan, he can always claim he is unifying China. So, this is your opportunity, in my opinion, for India also. When China starts focusing on Taiwan, it would be time for India to reclaim, if not go and capture more. They have lost 3,000 square kilometers in the last uh, 10 years. It's all like salami tactics, one small slice, one small slice, and so on. So, maybe that's a good time for India to try and do that. Uh, the, the interesting thing that I just took from your uh, comments, uh, Elmer, is that he is essentially telling the military, saying that, look, we are going to go get Taiwan. Look, I've already got Hong Kong for you. We're going to mm -hmm. go get Taiwan. So first mm -hmm. about Hong Kong. You said that 100,000 have moved to uh, UK. England, UK, mm -hmm. and then a million more are waiting to move there. What is the bottleneck now? That is there a processing time or is it because they can't liquidate their assets in Hong Kong? What exactly is the problem? No, they are they are liquid because most people have their they are like uh, China. We have our asset in our in the apartment we live. Yes, right? Hong Kong apartment is extremely expensive. I mean, easily average you could say is over a million US dollars. Average family, a small apartment, let's say uh, less than uh, le less than a thousand square feet, is uh, is uh, over a million dollars. So it's difficult. It takes time to liquidate. That is their main family asset and they are moving uh, whoever can move they are moving and uh, uh, not not only to UK uh, once the quarantine is lifted there will be a huge number going back to Canada we have over 300,000 people uh, Canadians living uh, working and living in Hong Kong um, it could be Chinese uh, ethnic but they are all going back and then uh, Australia and US there are a lot of uh, safety harbor and uh, I think uh, over a million people, could be even 2 million people. We have 7.4 million, and uh, we believe that, I believe that over 2 million people will leave. No, no reason to stay there, because, you know, your children receive their communist uh, education, which are all lies. How can you allow your children to, to learn from, learn lies, all right? And they have to sing the national song and all that, which means uh, uh, nobody wants their children to live, live, to be educated under communism. So UK is a good choice, Canada, Australia, America, all good choices. So um, if they are having difficulty selling their apartments or, or real estate, then most likely it's because they are finding it difficult to get a buyer. Nobody seems to be uh, vested in the future of or the vision of uh, Xi for China. Um, there's going to be a breaking point where, you know, uh, people will say, I'll take whatever I can get and leave. Uh, do you think Hong Kong is at that point now or is it going to be sometime in the future? No, I think the breaking point is happening now. Right now, they have an election. The legislative, meaning our, our law lawmaking body is uh, having an election now and they don't even allow uh, uh, allow neutral people, neutral 
uh, candidates to run for election. So it's obvious people are kind of still thinking nobody wants to leave home, uh, Siri, right? I mean, uh, they try to find reason not to leave. Right, you're born there, day, and yeah, you call it yeah, home. Nobody yeah. wants to leave home. I mean, I mean, uh, going, going abroad is not, not I'm, I'm used to it, but most people are not used to it, right? It's uh, hard to make a living. Never mind the rest, you know, the food, everything. You have to change everything. It's like a, uh, plucking you from the root. So uh, they are hesitating, and that's normal. So I would say the breaking point is the coming year. You will see a, a few hundred thousand more people leaving at least. So uh, that's uh, that's a real clear and present situation in Hong Kong. Thank you mm -hmm. for that. Now let's take a quick look at Taiwan before we wind down today's uh, uh, discussion. So Taiwan is facing imminent war from China, probably. And do you have plans to also try and see if you can address people in Taiwan about uh, the freedom beacon for Hong Kong? Yes, I've received an invitation in, from the highest level to uh, go to Taiwan without quarantine, right? Quarantine, can't, and I received an invitation together with um, uh, Secretary Pompeo and uh, Mao Xu to, uh, to, to hold a rally, to hold a rally in Taipei about anti-communism they've been very uh very soft taiwan has been very soft on china uh because they weren't sure about the u.s position but now they understand this becoming imminent and it's uh, and china you know what happened china what's what's happening in china china is offering taiwanese one rmb uh to exchange for one taiwanese dollar and it's something like a six uh uh, three uh, about five to one so meaning <laughs> they are playing the trick that uh, you remember germany when they unified the right. west german gave uh, one dollar for east german uh, uh not dollars uh yeah. the, what is it kroner, 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 uh, yeah, kroner. whatever so yeah no no not mark 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 mark, mark. yeah yeah one, one west german mark for one east german mark they are doing the same trick so basically to get the people to welcome the communists that's what they're trying to do. So the Taiwanese government feel that they have to do some counter propaganda against the communists. So I'm, I'm the, in fact, I'm known as the, in the last 40 years, the most anti-communist person, spokesman in the world. <laughs> That's how they name me. I, I wasn't building, I didn't do it on purpose. So for some reason, nobody really talked against the communists. So I'm invited with uh, Mike Pompeo and uh, and uh, to, to, to go and start a rally, a, a huge rally probably, because in Taiwan, over 95% of the people don't want Chinese, Chinese communists. So uh, that is a situation evolving there. We will be observing it very closely. And uh, China continues to rattle the saber uh, around Taiwan. And, and we have to see at what point, it's a tipping point that Xi Jinping is going towards, where he will be forced to take action could be a disastrous uh, result for him if he doesn't uh, occupy Taiwan. Then it's it's a huge problem. But let's get back to Hong Kong. What about all the Wall Street investments in Hong Kong? Are they should be also making a lot of noise with China? They uh, they were last year. China changed the law and allowed them to go to mainland. All right, to uh, to own hundred percent of their company. It used to be 50-50. And 50-50 uh, uh, means uh, China control. So right. uh, so now, but they did move in. BlackRock and a few did move in. And uh, they thought they can make money. But I would say that 
the climate has really changed. You can see what George Soros said. All right, George Soros rep represent part of uh, Wall Street, so there is no way they can continue uh, what wanted to do, what they do, what they want to do, and uh, there is not enough uh, hard currency to make it from China. Uh, it's a dramatic change in the last two years since the trade war. Uh, Trump started with China. It's a dramatic change, and uh, I, I think uh, India should really take advantage of this because all that manufacturing, people have nowhere else. The U.S. buy have nowhere else to go. In, in, I I believe that India is not sophisticated enough to to really replace China. But you need to catch up. They, I would say the country need to borrow a lot of money and to really uh, uh, improve your supply chain. And uh, take over that business. Otherwise, you know, people are forced to buy from China, and and then they make more more U.S. dollars, and they do more, more bad things. We need to stop them. That's why I'm not against you taking over uh, part of their land because you know land it doesn't matter. The important thing is freedom. I mean, you provide democracy and freedom. They they provide uh, tyranny. So land is secondary. I mean, only I mean pe the most important are the people's freedom. That's what counts. So I'm all for it that uh, you take over the, those uh, land. Well, we will see how it plays out. Elmer, I'm with you. You are preaching to the choir here. I have been in insisting on this, opening up, making it easy for businesses to do business mm -hmm. in India. It's a huge bureaucracy, which things like British do. And they're very colonial mindset. They think that any <laughs> foreigner who comes in, sets up shop, is there to loot and plunder. Not the fact that, you know, they're also creating a lot of jobs, ecosystem grows. So there is, there is this mindset change. Modi is trying very hard. But, you know, it takes time. But I'm sure things are going to move faster. Uh, we just saw a huge disinvestment of India's government-owned airline to a private mm. company. In fact, I fly that airline all the time. Uh, it's a direct flight from San Francisco to New Delhi. 15 hours of uh, sheer pain because it's, it's uh, you're closeted, you're wearing a mask, and then a visor on top of that. It's, it's pain, but at least you get down and then you can go about doing things. So these, these are... Pandemic times, not easy, but Elmer, thank you so much for uh, giving us a, a, a view of what is happening really in China. And we'll be back again two weeks from now. And good luck with your, uh, um, you know, getting the uh, fundraising going uh, for Mike Pompeo. And, and again, like I said, we'll be back in two weeks time and we'll talk more about it. I regret to inform viewers that we can't take any questions because Elmer has another program starting in five minutes. I'd like him to Thank take you. a break, drink some water, coffee, whatever, because he has another program right after this. So thank you very much, Elmer. See you soon. Namaskar. Thank you very much. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry I have to leave earlier. Bye-bye.